Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now, our story continues. It was an ordinary door, except for the grating at the top. Promptly at eight tonight, it was closed and locked. Kit Calvert hated this sound. She rebelled against it as a symbol of her new life, a life which smothered her own volition and will with rules and regulations. Instead of lessening, this feeling of resentment had grown during the two months that Kit had been in the Three Falls prison for women. She had expressed this feeling somewhat to her new roommate, a young woman who had been moved into room number 12 just before the 8 o'clock lockup. Mickey Gray had only smiled when Kit had announced that she wasn't going to serve her full time. I know how you feel, lovey, but there's no point in fighting it, you know. You might as well relax. I'm relaxed enough. You wanted to know why I wasn't interested in fixing up this room, and I told you. You're spoiled, aren't you? I bet when you were a little girl, you threw tantrums, right? You're awfully free with your observations. If you don't mind, just keep them to yourself. But I do mind. I've been at the reception building in isolation for the past week. I feel like talking. All right, have it your way. I can't stop you. The matron warned me about you. Mrs. Jerome told me I probably wouldn't find you very friendly. I'd say you'd gotten on the wrong side of her. So what? It's not a very good policy for a girl who's interested in um, working the angles. That woman can't do anything to me one way or the other. Okay, okay. Just thought you might be interested in knowing that you've gained quite a little reputation for yourself. I have an idea the authorities don't feel that you've um, adjusted. I obey the rules. I do my work. What more do they expect? Well... After all, the idea is that you're here for a reconversion job. They like you to show signs of them. Cooperation. I know. We're all just one big, happy family. You think you're a little bit better than anyone else, don't you, lovey? Look, I made a very stupid little mistake, all right, so I was sent here. I've paid my so-called debt to society. But so far as being rehabilitated goes, so far as learning anything in this place is concerned... Well, if the state is really interested in my welfare, why did they put me here to associate with this sort of people? I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. I'm not a criminal. Here, aren't. All right, so they aren't. Doesn't interest me one way or the other. You talk an awful lot like a social worker. <laughs> me? <laughs> That's very funny. You haven't been put here as a plant, have you? Hardly. If I were, I wouldn't be so obvious, lovey. But if you have any doubts, just ask any of the old-timers about Mickey Gray. I've been here before. For someone who obviously hasn't profited by the experience, you certainly have a lot to say about behavior and attitude. Huh. I know the pattern. I've had it thrown at me often enough. Yes, I know all about the rules of society. Why one should obey them, what happens to you when you don't, and why. And what are you doing here? Because if I lived that way, my life would be too dull. Besides, I simply haven't any sense of right and wrong. <laughs> or at least that's what a visiting psychiatrist told me the last time I was here. That was very interesting. I like being analyzed. That's because I have such an exaggerated sense of my own importance. I agree with you. <laughs> you can't make me angry saying things like that. I'm just trying to get you to shut up. We've been over that before. But I tell you what I will do for you. What's that? 
I won't try to hand out any more advice about how you should act if you want to get along while you're here. Thanks. When I get a new roommate, I usually try to do something nice just to get things off to a good start. For purely selfish reasons, you understand. If someone is indebted to you, you can get more out of them. But since you aren't interested in what I've learned from experience, since you have the situation so well in hand, well, I'll drop the subject. Where are you working, kid? In the laundry. Doesn't look as if you're getting any preferred treatment. Me? I'm going to have a nice soft spot. I've applied for work in the library. Applying for the job and getting it are two different things. Oh, I'll get it. Mrs. Jerome told me I would. You seem to be on awfully good terms with that battle axe. Oh, I loathe the woman. I just happen to know how to get at her. Oh? Yes. It's too bad you got off to such a poor start with old Gimlet Eye. She can make things so much easier. She's only a matron on this floor. Oh, that's right. But don't forget, lovey, she reports to the warden. And the warden talks to the parole board, the commissioner of correction, so forth. And Mrs. Jerome can be very useful. Well, how do... Never mind. What? Nothing. Maybe Mrs. Jerome can help you, but she's too small potatoes for me to be bothered with. I'm more interested with the people at the top. And in the meantime, you're working in the laundry. And that works awfully hard on you. You'll be looking like a hag before very long. That boyfriend of yours will get quite a shock when he sees you. What boyfriend? How do I know his name? The one whose picture you have. And how do you know about the picture? Oh, I went through your things when they moved me in here. You have some nice lingerie. Too bad we're not the same size. You went through my things? Of course. I was curious. I've always been curious. <laughs> Too much so for my own good. I, I think you're the most obnoxious, repulsive little type I've ever encountered. And I'm going to see to it that either you get moved out of here or else I'll get moved. I don't care which. I'll tell your friend, Mrs. Jerome. I'll send a petition to the warden. He'll refer the matter to the floor matron, Mrs. Jerome. And she won't move either one of us, lovey. Because I like the setup. Why? Well, because of your background and so forth. You're more of my type of person. And because you have money and I'm broke, lovey. But really stony. If you expect me to be a soft touch, you're certainly going about it in a very strange way. <laughs> That's what you think. You'll come around. You have a very perverted idea of what constitutes a friendly overture. Well, maybe I'm stuck with you, but look here. If I ever catch you going through my things well, again... you won't I'll... catch me. I'll tell you if I ever do. But I probably won't because I've already seen what you have. That fellow, well, what's his name, Randy? He writes a very nice letter. Though it seems to me he's a little too concerned with the state of your immortal soul to be very interesting. So you even read my mail? Well, not all of it. Just skipped around. After all, you know, there's not much point in our trying to have secrets from each other. We might just as well decide to be friendly because we're going to be together for quite a long time. Mickey, what are you here for? Oh, let's say I had a little business. I was doing very well at it, too, until the authorities interfered. And how long are you here for? Five to seven years. It's a little rough, but after all, it's my second offense. Five to seven years, eh? Well, let me tell you something. 
You'd better start getting busy going to work on someone else. Don't waste your time on me, because you're not even going to spend part of that sentence in my company. I'm getting out of here. You said that before. Well, it didn't seem to penetrate, so I repeat it. Who are you trying to convince, me or yourself? I don't need to convince myself. Mm. You're going to be in for an awfully big shock, lovey. No, no, I'm not. The parole board meets in a couple of weeks. Yes, I know. But it's a little early for your case to come up. Well, that depends on whom you know. I have an uncle who is a very influential man. It happens that he's extremely fond of me. And it also happens that he's coming over here to see the warden tomorrow morning. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and what's so funny? <laughs> Didn't I read in the paper that you were in a mental sanitarium when you were sentenced? I'm afraid you should still be there, lovey. You really should. Kit Calvert turned her back on her new roommate, started undressing. She was angry with herself. Why had she even bothered to explain to this impossible girl that she was counting on her Uncle David Bowman's intervention and his pull? Obviously, Mickey was envious, was just trying to discourage her. But Kit couldn't discard the nagging fear that Mickey Gray knew what she was talking about. She'd find out for certain tomorrow.